Let's go. What's going on, everybody? On today's episode of Light Rail Therapy Session, we're going to be talking about, uh, well, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we're talking about lenses and, uh, you know what? Let's just get this ball rolling and see where we go with that, man. Uh, right now, uh, you got City Boy Blues talking with you, and today I've got uh, two other special gentlemen with me. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, it's uh, Tote247. And it's your boy C by C Visuals. With a Z? Yes, sir. All right, guys. So uh, let's go ahead and just uh, let's get cracking. So uh, <laughs> what a... Uh, See, uh, last week we talked about uh, all kinds of good stuff. You know, it's pretty much an intro. And uh, one of the topics that we talked about discussing was uh, lenses and uh, your go-to lens. So let's start this episode off with that. What is you guys' go-to lens? You want, want me to jump into it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. Um, for me, I'm at a point where I feel like I'm, like I'm in transition. Um, just because I'm like really discovering which lens is my like go-to lens like you can't go wrong with a 50 millimeter like I honestly think that's like the best lens ever like, nifty 50 yeah just you know it ain't nicknamed a nifty 50 for no reason it just one thing is that is that set focal length so you know, you ultimately have to position yourself and you have to work the lens because if you don't, the lens will work you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but. What you trying to say there, bud? I, well, you know, just, just say, you know, you, it makes you a better photographer just because it is a set focal length. But I mean, the stuff that you can create with a 50 millimeter, man, if you put yourself in the right spot, man, is, is magical. But I still feel like I'm in transition because. I don't know if a 50 millimeter is like, is that my lens or is a zoom lens, you know, my, my go-to lens. Cause I just picked up a 28, 135 millimeter a couple weeks ago and it gives you all the lengths in between. So, I mean, I'm shooting some stuff that I didn't even think was possible. Like I was shooting today and I went to a little rally today for Black Lives Matter, man. And I was shooting some amazing shots that in most cases, you would have to be close up, but I was able to shoot them from far away. So that's what I shoot with. Twenty fifty and a 28 and 135. Is that the one that you showed me over at uh, Blake's house? Like, that's my new baby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's nice, actually. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's the new, that's my. <laughs> and then these guys sitting there, everybody got cigars but me. I showed up and they were like, it's like where's my cigar? And they were like, no. Oh. You showed up at the butt, butt, butt cracker. Well, it's because I had responsibilities. Oh, God. Oh, right. Who's your go-to? Um, well, mine is, is the 50 as well, uh, pretty much. Um, I use it a lot. Actually, that's really the only lens <laughs> that I use, to be honest. Um, I just got an 85. Um, it's fully Did manual. Did you bring it with you today? Yeah, yeah. I think I took, like, two shots with it, and I put it up. Like, I, went, I, went, <laughs> I pulled out the 50 like cause like the thing about the 85 that I got it's a full it's a, uh, it's fully manual so it doesn't have any autofocus or anything like that and it was like really hard to like especially in the light to like gauge like what's in focus and what's not cause some of the pictures that I did see um, that I took with the 85 uh it was like some of the foreground was in focus, but I was trying to get, you know, the background in focus mm-hmm. instead. So it was kind of hard. So it's, it's still a learning curve. Um, I, like I said, I just got it literally like um, this week, um, honestly. And it's a newer. And it was kind of surprising how it was packaged because it came with like a, a leather, uh, it came with a leather pouch. For the oh, lens. oh, they do. Yeah, oh, yeah. My well, yeah. my my lens didn't come with one, but my uh, adapters. Yeah, the adapters come in eleven. Yeah, I'm trying to get rid of well, my adapters. It, they all come in eleven. Oh, like well, adapters, I didn't, my, I didn't know. Yeah, because adapters, yeah. I mean, my fifty didn't come with one, so it was like yeah. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's not a real fifty. Maybe it's just a knockoff. Yeah, 
Well, it's an Uber. I mean, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an Uber. I mean, yeah. but at the same time, you know, it was like, all right. Um, but, yeah, I, I just got to get used to the 85. Um, I probably will find one with autofocus, to be honest. <laughs> but um, as far as what I can see with the 85, um, I kind of I, I like it. You know, I took some pictures around the house. Um, I like, you know, I like how, you know, you can have like some room between your uh, subject and it'll still be like right up close uh, to it. And uh, how's the bokeh on that compared to a 50? I would say that the bokeh is a lot smoother. Mm. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot smoother on the 85 than it is the 50. Yeah. Although, although, in pose, you know, I can make yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anything you like, anyway, yeah. you know, but the natural uh, bokeh. Yeah, the natural bokeh. Like, I think once I actually, like, learn the 85 and what I can do and can do with it, um, I think I could get some pretty good shots. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm still, I'm actually really new, I think. Yeah. I think this was the first time I actually like got out the house and actually shot with it because it's it's a lot different from shooting inside your house True. and then shooting outside yeah. outside like at a rally or something like that. Yeah. So, what about you, Cole? What's your go-to lens? What's your lens of choice? Well, originally when I was doing the out the nature stuff, it was at Tamron, and then I started shooting city with it, and it was just weird. So, like my transition. Who's the focal lens? Seventy two hundred. Oh, yeah. It's that big old uh, beer can looking one mm-hmm. I got. But uh, what <laughs> you left when I said bear? Yeah, bear, bear can, bear can, bear double <laughs> Oh lord. Anyway, uh, <laughs> stop, man. Anyway, uh, so my bird can lens. I'm gonna keep doing that. See how how, how long it you to stop laughing. But my bird can lens. It's a Tamron. I like it, but uh, like my transitioning over from that lens to my fifty, because now I got switched between my fifty and my pancake, my twenty-four. Um, really, only started about a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That's really about what it was for me. Um, I mean, like Tamron's a great lens, but I'm also not shooting waterfalls and you know things like that anymore. Now it's more so along the lines of. Uh, Obviously, city stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll put my I'll put my pancake out every now and again. I like it. Um, I I like my fifty, and I might get a newer one. What do you like about the fifty? <sighs> what don't I like about it? I mean, wait, 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 that's wait, really wait, that's wait. really what it is. I remember when you first got it, you was like, I don't like this lens. No, that wasn't that one. Which one was it? It was it was the uh, it was the my landscape one. Oh. I just got that one recently, but I didn't really shoot with my fifty that much. Whenever we all first got together, it was always that big old landscape one. Oh yeah, yeah. when I first shot with you, you shot with the the big old beer can, yeah, beer can, big old beer can, big old twenty four ounce beer can. Yeah, that's when you had the you had six filters on it, one white. <laughs> it wasn't six. It was definitely like three. But see, but my thing is though too. Well, here's the reason why I did that. And, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me that about why I have, like, so many filters on there. And yeah. I just, I like my darker shots. Like, I cannot shoot in the sunlight. Yeah, camera was blind. Man, I'm blind. What are you talking about? I just got, I just had an appointment this week for glasses, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, like, I'm waiting on those. But, like, it just really hurts to shoot in the light. And then so let's, this let's, week. Let's get a prescription filter. For your camera? Yeah. Yeah. You know well, we'll get back onto that in a little bit because I did not know that. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that one, but um, you know, I, I just you know when we went out earlier this week, what was that Sunday? Yeah, that was Sunday when y'all went. But I got that yeah. banger shot that you photobombed and it came out perfect, man. I'll tell you what, he photobombed that shot, dude. He photobombed that picture. He did. He literally walked in as soon as I snapped it. I'll tell you what, that's probably the best picture I have ever taken. If for the record he said that he was going to give me my $200 modeling fee for that shot. I gave him an IOU 
And then he, oh, no. then, he, then he goes and tags on like a $50 charge for every comment and like I got on it, dude. I'm so broke. He's going to take that on my kid's college fund, off my grandkids' college fund. I mean, that photo was really good, dude. Like, in all seriousness, man, I actually, uh, my buddy Brandon from uh, my buddy Explored Mind on Instagram, uh, the guy I've known for years, he called me and he saw that picture. He was just like, dude, that is my favorite picture you've ever taken. And I was like, dude, that's probably my favorite picture so I've you, ever taken, you really, too. Uh, you really stepped up your game. It was a daytime picture. I was really surprised about that because I don't... I know it hurt your eyes. I mean, it hurt my eyes. It hurt my head. That night after I called him, I was like, dude, I'm taking these photos. I'm going to bed. And you took those filters off. Uh, All but two. All but two of them. I thought you took them all up. Mm-mm. I wound up taking uh, two of my indies off that had a CPL and uh, indie two, I believe. We're talking about that. We're talking about that blue. That blue filter? Oh, you're talking about when I, yeah, like, my signature, edit? Your signature blue edit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yes and no. Um, so, with my presets that I actually made, they're all City Boy Blues, ed- ed- or City Boy Blues presets. But that one, uh, I have a couple of them that I have for daytime shots to bring, you know, bring the mood down and everything. Yeah, on. I was going to say, you probably had to do a different way anyway. Actually, daytime. with that one, I literally slapped on a preset and I did nothing to it. And, it, I mean, it's one of my personal ones that I did. I mean... If I did anything, I may have, you know, upped the contrast on it a little bit. But other than that, I really didn't do anything. Like that, like that filter, like when I made that that preset, I had like subliminally, it was just like, hey, like that is what I, like that photo, that was for that photo. And I have not used that preset since I took that photo. I mean, maybe it was bright enough for it to not drown out, you know, the image, but it looked, it was killer. That one you took a cop holding his bike, Cops on their bike. Oh man, that one's for you too. That one was cold. Yeah, I, I think I got the same picture, but mine's is drastically different. I got to post. It. I'll tell you what though, that and that was weird. That was you know with that protest too, man. Like I like I mean, you guys have known me for this amount of time, and I don't, I almost never shoot out in the daytime. I mean, when you did that whole daytime question mark on every photo that I did outside, <laughs> man, out of like 200 photos, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? I think yeah. there was what, like maybe five or six out of like yeah, all those 200. I don't shoot daytime. But I really, but I really don't though. That's the thing. Like, you, I mean, six out of 200, man, that's 3%. What the hell? I don't shoot daytime. Man, that's 3%, dude. I don't do that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what though. It, I, 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 I will be honest though. I got some really, really good shots. And then the other day when I went to the other protest, I had like 10,000 people there in attendance I left I could not dude I was starting to migraine it was so bright I was trying to get in front of the whole crowd when I thought I made it to the front they had already taken like two blocks down and I was oh man and I got a, I got a couple okay shots that day but that that photo of you dude like I'm considering printing that out and putting it up in my room just for the simple fact that that is one of the best shots I have ever taken and I ain't paying you for that either well when you print it out I want sixty dollars per print. Nah, you ain't gonna get sixty dollars. I ain't gonna I ain't even charge sixty dollars a print. What you talking about? Yeah, see, that's the one. That's the one. That, oh, the, the one with the cop. Yeah. That's a that's a really good one. But go look yeah. at that other one that I took of him though. That's the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about this one. That yes, that yeah. is the best. Matter of fact, I got two different Wait, newspaper companies. You gotta oh, click yeah, that yeah, off real quick. Yeah, but yeah, I, I got yeah. two different newspaper I, I, companies I, 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 that messaged me about that photo and asked me permission to use it, and I was like. Yeah, like go ahead, and then they never used it. Kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, <laughs> but overall, though, I mean, it was a really, really, really good shot. Like I, I mean, it was the perfect photo bomb shot. And then I photo bombed him, and he was super mad about that. He was like, "Man, you photo bomb my shot." I was like, "Yeah, but I still yeah. look good." <laughs> yeah, because like it was a shot that I was trying to get, and then it was like you in it, and I was like. Well, okay, did I even, like, take the shot? <laughs> I was, like, going through my pictures, and I was like, what the fuck, Cole? <laughs> like, I, I didn't get the shot. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the, the lens. Oh, and a shout-out to Desirono. That's the uh, drink of Desirono. Excuse his. Uh, Desirono. His, wow. his, his poor pronunciation. <laughs> Desirono. <laughs> Shout out to Desirono. Oh, Desirono has. Desirono, Italian liqueur, bro. Come on now. I don't care. Sound like you're about to say DiGiorno. <laughs> DiGiorno? DiGiorno? Sue me. Well, no, don't sue me. 
But <laughs> um, yes, that's the drink of choice tonight. Well, this afternoon or whatever. I'll take water next. Oh, water? Water is a good choice, man. It tastes like. Uh, We're drinking a lot of water. Run on taste like. Uh, you better watch your mouth. Thick sweet tea. Nah, nah, let me, you all, you listeners, man. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and you know confirm or deny anything as far as anything else goes. But I will tell you is that amaretto is the best drink you'll ever get. How do you, how you spell this? It's, how do you spell it? How do you spell Disarono? G R E A T N E S S. That is how you spell Disarono. Seriously? Nah. Greatness. I spelled greatness. Anyway, back off of that old combo. Um, but yeah, as far as that goes, though, uh, I did. I didn't pull out anything but the fifty this week for these protests, and um, you know, getting onto that protest conversation, if you guys are yeah, cool with it, you know, uh, what do you guys' views on uh, everything going on, man? Well, I mean, let's have a real conversation, man. Um, being the fact that. You know, if you can't tell, you know, we are black men. Um, and. Well, two thirds of us anyway. Yeah, two thirds of us here, you know, we're black men. So at the end of the day, it, it hits home because it's more people like us that are, that are being killed, you know, that are being brutalized, you know, even if it ain't just us, but it's, it's, it's us that you're seeing on that. On, in that national stage, in that spotlight, you know, of just unfair treatment by, you know, the people who were set in place to protect and serve that are supposed to be, they're kind of like the, the medium between crime and a fair trial. And it's like they're taking justice into their own hands. And they're not the system, you know, they're not the justice system. They're part of the system to get you to justice. They're not the judge, you're an excuse. Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, man, it's just, it's just like we're getting a death penalty before we even get a fair trial. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's why you're seeing a protest. That's why you're seeing an outrage. That's why you're seeing people as angry as they are, man, because it's we're being treated unfairly. Um, no matter what the crime is, I mean, at the end of the day, you can look at so many of the more mass scale crimes that have been committed by other races. And just to be honest, predominantly our white counterparts, man, that have killed people, have murdered people, got national exposure and have gotten arrested you know, escorted with bulletproof vests to jail, and we don't even make it to jail. So it's just like, you know, it's been happening, you know, since we got off the boat. You know, I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine who's actually a police officer's son, and uh, well, the the guy is uh, I've known him for pretty much my whole life. Uh, he's my buddy named Jesse, uh, but his dad works at EMT now, and. Uh, you know, we were talking about statistics maybe last night or the night. I want to feel like it was last night. We were, I, I gave him a phone call about it and because uh, I asked him how he felt about it being, you know, the son of a cop. And uh, he was doing statistics on it. And out of all the police officers in the United States, 10% of them have got some type of charge against them as far as. Um, yes, ten, at least there's, there's 10% of the cops that have a bad reputation with that. And, you know, 10 isn't a big number compared to 100, but, you know, that's that's still a big number. When you look at it, you're talking 80,000 cops in a general area, and you've got 80,000 of them that have some type of, you know, blemish on their record, you know. And, like, obviously, I'm a white fella. And, you know, being born like where I'm from in Missouri, like I can't walk around like I am because I'm covered in tattoos. Like I'm from the Bible Belt. And like I like obviously I I don't understand systemic racism, you know, but I, I know what it's like to be judged. And if it's like with what I have is, is I mean, what I feel like, like I get judged on is just a fraction, you know, and then like obviously like you and I like, you know, Juan and I talked about it. 
uh, was Tuesday or Wednesday. You know, we had a, it was like a two hour conversation over this. Yeah. I mean, it was probably longer than that, you know, it was like till one in the morning or something, you know, just, you know, explaining it. And like, you know, we had our, you know, our, there's different views on, you know, the whole situation and like, you know, not really views necessarily, but different situations that have been presented to both of us on it. And, you know, he kind of cleared some things up, you know, as far as like the Kaepernick and the flag thing, like it's understandable on certain situations. You know, we just, we got, you know, we went deep into it that night. And, um, you know, I, I went, I went to the protest for some personal reasons. I won't, I won't delve into on here, but, um, one of the biggest reasons I went was, um, you know, I was born in 91 and less than a year later, which was part of our conversation, you know, the Rodney King and the LA riots happened. So pretty much my whole life, it's been, you know, police brutality. And again, I'm not going to knock every officer. I'm, you know, there are some officers out there that do their job, but when it comes down to it, you know, guns and others said, man, one bad apple was a whole damn bunch. And, you know, it, it, it is sad, you know, like on the one hand, you got these officers going to do their job, but then, you know, some officers are like, oh, I'm going to take that lightly. And then this guy that, that uh, killed George Floyd, he's got 19 different write-ups did you guys know that? Yeah. 19. And every single one of them was race related. Do you realize how messed up? Like, I'm not going to use my language. I almost said the F-bomb. But do you realize how messed up that is? Yeah. And I, I didn't know that. I think at the end of the day, I think people use that term a lot, you know, when they say it's not all cops bad. And that's that's very true. Very, very true indeed. I think the issue, my issue is with the cops that do commit something. For instance, take George Floyd's most recent murder here. Even though whoever the, the cop who had his had his knee on his neck for almost nine minutes, you still had three other cops that stood there. One of them was on the force for three days too. Yeah, I mean, stood there and watched. They all just watched. So it's just like if I were to get pulled over. Just hypoth- hypothetically speaking, if I were to get pulled over and they open the trunk and I got eight kilos of marijuana or cocaine, whatever, you know, in the trunk, everybody in the car going to jail. Everybody, no matter if you had part of it or not, everybody in the car going to jail. So the thing I can't understand is, or, or you know, my viewpoint with it is everybody said that not all cops are bad, but if that were the case, those cops that were standing there, why didn't somebody speak up and say, hey, get off the man's neck? I mean, they had already beat the man in the car. And then to drag him out of the car and put your knee on his neck for eight minutes. What is that for? I mean, what what part of what part of an arrest is that? You know, the other thing that bothers me, too, about it is you had all kinds of people filming it. And that to me, like I get the filming it as far as, you know, the evidence but you got nine minutes of footage. Somebody could have easily pushed they that cop off. They of can't them. do that, man, because they would have been in the same position as him. That would have been assault on the officer. I mean, not to sound disrespectful, but I'd have taken that charge. They could have beat me up. But if it would have saved a man's life, what what's the charge then at that point? And that's me personally. Like, I'm not going to get into my past charges, but if we're going to talk about charges, let's talk about that for a minute. George Floyd, as far as I'm concerned, and somebody showed this to me and they did a background research. He only had two charges, apparently. And both of them were failure to have or uh, drive, uh, driving without their license on them, without their physical. Like, I'm more of a criminal than that. Hell, not sure I knocked my brother out. Well, you know what I mean? That's that's, <laughs> you know, nothing against you, Cole. And I just use this as an example. When you said, why didn't the other people jump in? That's the difference. In our case, between life and death, yeah. you could take that charge and you probably could walk away from it. I'd have jumped in. I might have got three bullets to the head. Wait, hold on. Let me back this up real quick. So I'm going to ask this correctly. Who was shooting the video? We don't know. We don't know who was on the other side of that camera. Yeah. Well, then, then too, you know, the, the whole thing with the George Floyd, what kind of upsets me is, from my understanding, this was all over, like, a fake $20 bill, supposedly, which actually turned out to actually be real. So, I mean, a man lost his life over actually using a real... Yeah. It was like an assumption of a fake $20 bill. 
And it's like, it's so many different ways to check for something like that. Um, for it to get to that point and for, for a guy to lose his life to the, in, you know, by the hands of the police, you know, that's, that's, that's frustrating, especially to, to the community. Um, but in general, with the whole, with the whole, you know, um, the movement. Yeah, the the whole movement. Well, not even that. Like pretty much just like racism with uh, with cops right now. Um, I think because of the magnitude of how people are reacting now to this, um, it's really getting um, out there. It's really getting um, attention. Um, I know the NFL, they pretty much said that they were sorry for... Yeah, they said they were sorry. For, basically, he said that he was sorry for not listening to, you know, the black players, basically. Talking about Breeze? No, no, no. Uh, No, just the NFL in general. Yeah, Um, Roger Goodell came out and said that he was sorry for not listening to the black community. And I didn't find that that commercial that they did. Oh, I saw that on my TV. Couldn't find out. They filmed that behind the NFL's back. Yeah, it was a member that worked. It was a guy that worked at yeah, some guy that mm-hmm. works at the NFL, yeah. and he hit up Michael Thomas. Yeah, they, which full disclosure, he's still a crybaby, but I'm yeah. calling him a crybaby over the whole missed call place. Still complaining about over four years ago. Anyway, it's called. Yeah, over that. I know you ain't talking about the Rams game. I am talking about that. He's still complaining oh about that. Oh, my God. He's, All right, still, he's not going to talk sports right now. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. No, it was a missed call, but like he's he's just still crying about it. Like, dude, but, you can't do anything about that. But I will give him the credit. I will. No, no, no. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is I'm giving the next podcast. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is like the the individual that works for the NFL hit up Michael Thomas, and it took them 48 hours to create this whole video. And it's, um, I mean, it's it's more than just on Instagram. That came up on my Hulu today, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's it's everywhere, man. And it's just at the end of the. Day. It's funny, man. The NFL is. The biggest league, well, I know in the U.S., but it's in every it's in I every mean, country. It's, well, it's I don't in, know if it's bigger than baseball. Yes, well, I would say it's next. Yeah. Baseball, you're right. Baseball I think I think I think it's baseball, NFL, then maybe the NFL. Yeah. I mean NBA, but I mean it's just it's one of it's the most glorified sport as far as. Sunday, like it's sacrilegious for you know. Yeah, you get up, you brush your teeth, you get a shower, you, you know, but, do all that. You go to church, you get home, eat your you eat your lunch, and watch a football game. It's it's so crazy how they've been one of the leagues that has tried to silence protesting. Well, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like my I, one thing that I really do, I I dis disagree with, and I, I wouldn't say I disagree with. Um, I would say that, you know, I just, it just frustrates me is, you know, you had somebody, you know, Colin Kaepernick that was kneeling, protesting against cases or situations like this. Um, this And, you know, it had nothing to do with the flag or anything of, of such nature. And, you know, you didn't, you didn't listen to him. And now that, you know, this has happened again, and it's actually happened multiple times because just recently, earlier this week, I don't know if everybody knows or not, but in, I think it was uh, Tacoma, Arizona. um, Tacoma, uh, Arizona or Tacoma, Washington? Uh, I think it's Tacoma, Arizona. Um, But um, it was... uh, Autopsy report pretty much showed that, you know, a guy was, you know, strangled... Um, strangled to death uh, from, you know, basically uh, a cop. And it's not getting as much press as it as it should, I guess, um, because it kind of just came out um, like earlier this week. I think it happened like last month, like early last month or something like that. Um, but he just pretty much determined like his uh, cause of death. Yeah, and um, yeah, and um, so you know, it's 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 multiple cases of you know, like racial injustice, and that's what pretty much Colin Kaepernick, uh, like was trying to stand for. 
uh, with this protest and everything like that. So, you know, for you not to like try to like, like either even like understand what he was trying to do or like stand behind him, then it's kind of hard for you to like stand behind the players now, you know, in my opinion, you know, because it's like, you know, I it just doesn't make any sense to me personally. Um, but um, I guess it's, you know, it's a business, I guess. I don't know. But it's 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 just frustrating, you know. I um I had seen something um earlier this week that you know George Floyd's killing was probably like the most notable one here just because it got so much coverage so quick. Um but in the last week alone since George Floyd's murder there have been 72 people people, men and women killed by police okay. this week alone wow. this week alone 72 people and a lot of them are not even getting you know, media coverage but it's been that many people black people specifically killed by police um, just you know this week alone now this is a real question um, was that United States numbers yeah okay well I've got a I've got a friend of mine uh, actually I met her mom oh, on a trip for the record that is to come and watch tonight or so okay sorry about that <laughs> now you're forgiven yeah. I mean Washington you know people from Washington may not forgive you or Arizona one of the two if they're hearing it I don't even know. Is it a Tacoma? Uh, I don't know. Probably, you're thinking, probably thinking Tucson, Arizona, and Tacoma, no, Washington. What was, your, what was your real question? Well, it wasn't so much. It was Well, the, the question was, I mean, you answered the question, but the reason I'm asking is because um, there's a there's an old, uh, elderly lady I knew. She passed away a couple years ago, but her daughter and I, uh, we kept in contact after her passing. And um, she works, I believe she works, uh, it's her or her daughter that works with the um uh, with the legal system out in uh, Australia. And do you know that this year they've had over 400 confirmed deaths of uh, black community in their pri- in their jails and their prisons by, by officers and prison guards and such? And that's since January 1st. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's a, it's a, in, you know, if, please stop me if I'm, you know, if I'm coming off harsh when I say this, but oh, it's just a Minnesota thing. Or, oh, it's just a St. Louis or a Charlotte thing or a New York City thing. No, it's like a worldwide problem. Well, yeah. police brutality and, and better yet, um, racism fueled by police brutality has always gone on. Um, racism itself, I mean, has been prevalent in every country. Um, I mean, even when you take a look at this COVID stuff, propaganda has now groomed Asian people to believe that it was African American or black people's fault for COVID-19. Like... What? Yeah, exactly. That that's how... As much as football bad. People groom... That's how racism brainwashes people. <sighs> to make people think that it's our fault for everything. Yeah. And we get looked at as the scum of the earth almost. Like, we did something to people, and we didn't. You know, I think at the end of the day, what it boils down to, minus all the police brutality, all of it, it's all racism. At the end, the hate for somebody's skin. And like I was telling the lady earlier at, you know, the the rally man, is that anybody can be racist. Everybody got this this notion that Black people can't be racist. That's not true. There's, you have racism, you have bigotry, you know, bigotry, you have, um, I mean, just everything. But at the end of the day, it's, it's racism that is killing us at an alarming rate because of the people who are in power that are supposed to protect and serve that is not. But they're using that motive that they had to carry out the pretty much these executions. 
Yeah, some of these cops are going from protect and serve to seek and destroy. That's, that's all they're doing. I mean, the police is the biggest gang in the world. That's a fact. The biggest gang, and they got free roam to kill kill any and everybody, you know, and they protect their own at the end of the day. And it's up to the justice system, if they justice system, if they do what they're supposed to do to convict these people, because these people ain't nothing but kill murderers with a badge, yeah. you know. And so at the end of the day, man, it's just, it just has to stop. Racism has to stop because, you know, for instance, Ahmaud Aubrey, the guy in Georgia that was killed back in February, we did not find out about it until May. Really? We didn't find out about it until May. And he was gunned down while jogging in his neighborhood. You're supposed to be safe in your neighborhood. And he was gunned down in his neighborhood because of two, quote unquote, vigilantes that hunted him down while he was jogging and shot him to death with a shotgun. Two white men. Yeah, this is just in the pickup. It was like the father and the son or something. Yeah, it's like the father and the son. Yeah. You know, and it's at the end of the day, it's just like, are we viewed as animals that they just... Yeah, and, uh, and also apparently, like, they were contracted by, like, the local police um, to pretty much secure... Like they, they, the it's like a it was. I think it was a watch. Was well, not necessarily a neighborhood watch. I think it was just for like that construction site that was under development at the time. Um, it was just pretty much it was contracted by the police. You know, they they basically backed them to you know like third rate security guards basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I want I would like to say, and I'm probably gonna catch some slack about this. But police, I can understand. So, for me, for me, um, I'm ex-military, and I do know a lot of like the police force is ex-military. You know, I was about to ask you where you did your basic, but I, yeah. <laughs> Again, I already know <laughs> <laughs> my hometown. Yeah. So, um, so like I'm ex-military and I know a lot of like police officers is ex-military. And, um, so I, I kind of know a lot about, well, I don't know a lot about, but I, I kind of have a general sense of idea of pretty much like orders, um, being, I wouldn't say that well, it's pretty much being forced to do something that you really don't agree with personally. Um, because it's, it's basically your job, you know? And the reason why I bring that up is the incident up in Buffalo, um, New York, I believe, um, where, uh, <laughs> uh, incident up in Buffalo, New York, where two uh, riot um, officers were suspended because they were shown on video uh, shoving a 75-year-old old male. And um, he got died, by the way. Oh, he did? He, well, yeah. the 75-year-old was also uh, yeah. a former cop, too. Yeah, and so the thing, the, the, here's, here's the thing about it, you know, and and I can, I, I can understand because the backlash from that, those two guys pretty much um, um, getting suspended, you know, pretty much the entire riot uh, force pretty much quit. They didn't quit their job entirely. They just quit the riot team. Um, and I think that's a, a misconception. Like, I think people are thinking that they actually quit their job. They didn't quit, you know, being a police officer. Right. They just quit being on the riot uh, patrol team. You got, you got Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's told two for seven. Okay. I'm going to follow you and I'm going to tag you in this thread yeah. that I found the other day. Right yeah. now it's at 189 videos. Yeah. Um, but it's been growing ever since it was posted back on Wednesday. Yeah. It's 189 videos of riot cops yeah. antagonizing people. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what that's, that's that's where I was going. Yeah, like and, they're starting this stuff. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing, you know, and and I can I can understand. So the reason why you know the fifty seven, which was pretty much the whole entire riot patrol uh, uh, team up there in Buffalo, 
quit is because, you know, like they felt like uh, those guys uh, being those two guys being suspended was wrong because they were pretty much doing what they were told. Um, but at the same time, like it's, it's other ways of like doing things. But what I think the where it's a disconnect is when you go through riot, riot training, because I went through riot training in the National Guard and everything like that. Um, so I, I know the I know the training. I know what they tell you to do when someone you know doesn't leave you know the scene or whatnot. Um, it's, it's basically escalated force, and so I can understand why they quit. I can understand why they're frustrated as well, and I can understand why it's a lot of incidents where it is you know where it's like you know. Civilians are saying, you know, hey, you know, the riot teams is 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 antagonizing everyone, but that's what they're trained to do, and I and and that's really the problem, and that's why it's like a such such a big deal for you know you know the president of the United States right now to say, you know, hey, we gonna if if the state don't 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 use the national guard, I'm just gonna send 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 the military. So it's gonna just imagine. Well, he can't do that anyway. Well, well, no, but I, just just figuratively speaking, you know, just imagine, you know, like Don't tell him that. you have, you have, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have, you have, even with the National Guard, National Guard people get deployed as well, and I, I feel like a lot of people, and I come from the National Guard, and I feel like a lot of people from the National Guard catch a lot of slack because they feel like you know they call them weekend warriors. And that's not really, really not true because you really have to understand both civilian life and you have to understand military life at the same time. And you mentally, that that's that's very, very hard. That's very taxing on one individual, um, especially when you have like cases where you're having to deal with, you know, terrorists overseas at one one moment, and then you coming back home, and you having to deal with civilians or your own neighbors. You know what I'm saying? So like you, it's it's hard to like turn off that um, that mentality of you know just aggressive force. So that's why I say you know it's very very concerning. You know that the president would even consider using somebody from the military because all the military know is kill. Right. And like I think I think the president actually knows that. And I think that's why he said, you know, once the looting starts, the, the shooting starts. Because and, and that's why he's so so much behind like, you know, using the military as, as a force of law and order versus, you know, just riot riot patrol. Because I think he wants like a quick end to things, but that's not the way. That's 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 gonna do nothing but set everything you know that we trying to do positive, whether it's in the black community, the Latino community, whatever. Um, it's just gonna push everything back, and you know that's 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 the frustrating part. So I I I, I can I can sympathize with police. Like I'm not I'm not the one to be out here saying you know, you know, the for police and stuff like that because like I understand like. I, I was in that in their shoes at one point, not necessarily as a police officer, but I was National Guard, so I had to protect and preserve, and, and uh, um, uh, I had to protect pretty much, you know, both civilian and you know the country at, at the same time. So I, I can understand, you know, how how difficult you know that that can be, and I think like once people really like realize, you know. The, that difficulty and, and actually like sit down and sit back and just like 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 all right yeah you know that makes sense because that's like, that's what's really going on because like you PT, PTSD that's is real thinking, yeah. like yeah, PTSD so. like you you have somebody like you just think you know you have somebody you you know you you know the president you know tasked out the military for somebody that just came back from a deployment and he has PTSD, like, it's people in, still in, 
the military that has it and that's still serving. And, you know, he goes out and like he's not going to understand, you know, loud bass that that sets people off, you know, and you like people just really have to understand that, you know, like even with like riot patrol, like people like people have PTSD, you know, a lot of cops have PTSD. Um, so like you just have to really like understand that. Um, as a civilian, you know, and that and that's coming from, you know, like a military person. Cause, you know, I, I've seen people with that. I, I see how it affects people. I see how it affects people's like reaction to certain things. Um and and yeah. Um I just wanted to just throw that out there because like I think that's something that needs to be said because it's not really said enough, basically. So No, you're right, man. But I will I will say this too, man, and I, I do want to kind of give uh, you know some things I did notice this week too um, Lucas the guy running uh, Charlotte Shooters he's every night he's out there and he was Army too I don't know if you know that he did his basic in Fort Leonard Wood as well oh yeah yep and uh, matter of fact first night I ever met him we were talking about that and we were talking about how much Fort Wood sucks it doesn't suck dude I grew up there you have no right to tell me that Fort Leonard Wood is trash Fort Leonard Wood wins well, and Robert trash sucks I don't sucks. really know the city. Uh, it ain't city. You, you pronounce you pronounce the town. I'm, the not town. Even, I'm not even gonna say that word. I said I wouldn't cuss on this on this, <laughs> on this podcast. I would. I would. I would. I would say I know the town, but I know that I know that little the facility of the military. Base. It's it's good. I love I love my I love I love my people out there. So far as my uncle that has a tattoo shop out there, and like the, maybe three or four friends I have out there. As far as I go, the place sucks. Anyway, going to high school there is trash. Anyway. Well, shout out to Fort Littlewood. Yeah, well, he's going to shout if you, you out. In, if you're in the area, go to Big Louie's if it's still there. Uh, it's definitely not. It's called Uranus now, and it's a chocolate factory. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh. They shut down Big Louie's, and they shut down... Uh, um, <laughs> Did they shut down Area 51? 151 is now a church, bud. Oh, it's a church? Well, no. No, they oh. shut that down, too, but it was a church after the fact. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it sure was. Matter of fact, I wanted to go to the church there for a while. And then I quit going to that one, went to a different church because the beer week didn't pour on the car. But anyway, back to my, what I was going to say, though. Um, but Lucas has been, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's been, you know, feet down, you know, on the streets at night, you know, getting these protests and stuff. As a matter of fact, one night he uh, he got tackled by riot police because uh, somebody pulled a gun out and started shooting in the middle of Charlotte. And they thought it was coming from his area when it wasn't. But um, I'm going to shout him out for two different reasons. First off, um, for that, for the fact that he's gone out there every night and, you know, he's busting his butt out and, you know, going out there till two, three in the morning, you know, getting these, getting this live footage of these protests and stuff. And he's gotten some footage of rioters. And the second reason I want to, you know, shout him out is like, yeah, I understand. Like we just clarified, I am from the Fort Leonard area and I absolutely despise it. That's not home to me. Charlotte is home to me. It's been home to me for a very long time. And there was a guy and I guarantee you the dude wasn't from anywhere on here, but, and I'll actually send you guys a video clip because I, uh, I wound up saving it from his IG Live. Um, but there was some dude that was busting windows and Lucas grabbed that dude and was like, get the F out of my city, blah. Like it, it was a bunch of explosives. I won't get into, you know, what was said, but it, I mean, it was wild. And, you know, I'm as, as a, you know, somebody from, you know, somebody I, I consider myself from Charlotte and as, you know, somebody from Charlotte, like I'm very proud that there are people in the city that want to protest peacefully and not loot and riot. And I think that, you know, I think that that shows a lot of character out of somebody to, to stop that. Cause there is a difference between protesting and then rioting and looting. And, you know, everybody's going to have their like, you know, Oh, well this can be this. And no, like, no, I'm just going to drop it out like that. If you start breaking if you start breaking stuff in the city, like you're not a protester at that point. You're just be you're just throwing a temper tantrum, in my opinion. But after him, I'll also give the chief of police here a little bit of credit too. Lucas got video of him explaining to protesters, like, hey, like this area, you cannot go by there because we cannot even have your safety. We've got this whole area protected over here, and you can protest that way and you can protest that way. But like all all we need you to do is to to protest, you know, in one of these directions. You can't come down here because of that safety. And you know, it was that officer I took a picture of the other day. Not the one on the bike, but the other one. I did not know that he was the chief of police until after that that conversation that he caught on the live video. Sure. Um, it was the one... Hold up. It was this guy right here. 
Uh, he's the chief of police here. I don't know. I don't know his name, but this guy right here. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's been out there every day. And the first time I noticed him was when he was walking with us the day on, uh, what was that? We went out Sunday? Yeah. Saturday or Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, he's, yeah, it was Saturday or Sunday. And he, you know, he's been out there every night. And, you know, he caught him on video like, look, man, like, I just want your safety. Like, I don't care that you protest. I want to walk with you. If you don't want me to walk with you, tell me and I won't walk with you guys. But, and they never told him not to. They never told him he couldn't walk with them. You know, and I think that little bit of the communication plus that, and there was another officer that got caught with video where, you know, or that Lucas caught on video where, um, you know, the protesters and the officers were trying to have some type of communication with each other. I mean, yeah, it was a little hectic because you got 10,000 people against not even, you know, 1% of those were cops. And then, you know, like, you know, there are some officers out there that were just like, look, like we need to have this baseline. And I don't remember who told me this conversation. Uh, you and I had that conversation a couple of days later from what I the, about the conversation I heard. But, you know, if officers would actually get out of their cars and just talk to people, build a rapport with 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 civilians, you know, because a lot of it, too, isn't necessarily you know, a black and white issue. It's a black and white versus blue issue. In my opinion, anyway, I'm not saying that it's not a racial, like it, it's wrong well, either way. I would say but civilians versus police. Yeah. Right. So black and white versus blue. Right. And you know that like if, if these officers would just, you know, get out of their cars and start building a rapport with people, you know, if, you know, if an officer goes to a domestic violence situation and, you know, they arrest the husband for beating his old lady and stuff. Like, you know, check on them. Check on them. If you know? the police would stop killing black people, we'd be all right. But it's that not too. just about that, though. It's about that. It's about that. It's not just about that. It's about that. If Stop killing black people. I'm not going to disagree with that. You can't. Stop killing <laughs> black people. Man, he, I don't care about you getting out of your car. Get back in your car. I should be able to get back in my car. Stop killing black people. I get that, man. But I don't care about no rapport. You may not. Stay in the house. Oh. If you that scary, stay in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely. Black <laughs> lives matter. That took a whole Stop detour. Stop killing black folks. Well. Stop okay. it. I, I I get what both of you are, you guys are saying. I don't care about no police chief. <laughs> Quit killing black folks. I get I get what both of you guys are saying, and one thing I would say is, you know, the best. I wouldn't even say the best. The most logical thing to do is just if you could avoid. Some of the tactics that the police are are doing right now to cause these deaths. If you can avoid situations in general, racism. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I mean, I mean, but you know, I mean, that's going to show itself, you know, anytime, you know. And again, it goes back to the PTSD thing. It goes back. It goes back to mental health. Um, it goes, yeah, I mean, mental health, it spreads. It's not just for the police with, you know, PTSD um, or without it. Um, uh, it's mental health within both communities of, you know, just, you know, the minorities and as well as Trust. the police. Um, I think just That's everyone, I, I think just everyone um, just should just take their mental health um, serious right now, especially right now, because we've we've had two major events within three months with COVID, and now you know the George Floyd. Well, hold up incident. now. Let's go back to January and February when we lost Kobe, bro. Ever since then, dude, literally everything has been. Everybody started this year with, "Oh, it's my year, it's my year," and then Kobe died. It's like, oh, well, twenty twenty is done. Stop killing black people. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, man. This, I, I want you. Don't. I miss Kobe too. Stop killing black people. <laughs> 
$20. I love you, bud. $20. Stop killing black people. The man was jogging. There was a, it, did you, Stop killing hey, black people. Ice, bro. All right. what about the girl was asleep. Yeah. In her bed, sleep. Yeah. Who was she going to hurt? Stop killing black people. Well, it's also, too, like, look at the dude we had in Charlotte that out a few years ago, man. He was sitting there reading a book. Stop killing black people. Yeah. My man was literally running to the police asking for help, and they shot him 22 times. Yeah. Stop killing black Wait, people. Wait, who is this? The dude, the, the kid from Florida A&M. Yeah. Really? This I, happened here. Yeah. Walter Scott happened here. Stop killing black people. Yeah. Wait, the dude from Charlotte, his name was Walter Scott? I thought that was Keith Lamont Scott. Or whoever. Yeah. But yeah, him too, man. That was wild too, man. Because my, I had, he my had, older two were, my older two were born. I didn't have my third one yet. You can see it on tape. His wife was saying he has mental, he hadn't taken his medicine. They shot. Stop killing black people. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. We don't ask for much. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be not vulgar when I say this, but stop being shifty. Stop being shifty. Stop being dumb. Be more respectful. Stop killing black people. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, but as I would say, you know, I think everybody should, you know, in 2020, um, everything that's going on with, uh, in, uh, America and even globally, uh, you know, with like the pandemic. And you know, you know, racial injustice. Um, just, 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 just be mindful of your mental health. Um, I know I was just talking to my mom the other day about this, and you know, the younger generation. Uh, and yes, I can say that, but <laughs> the younger generation, like they, they feel as if you know, if they have like. Um, if they if they feeling depressed or something like that, you know they feel like it's it's a it's a growing stigma of you know not asking for help um, as far as like therapy or um, as far as like uh, therapy or just you know like hey you loud over there man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just ask for therapy, or just even just you know when therapy is offered, you know actually like going and, and doing it. You know, mental health is like a is is a strong thing. I one of the things that I believe in is you know physical, mental, and spiritual health is one of the three things that you pretty much have to live by. And you know, if one of them is weak, you know the other two will, will shall fall like thereafter. Um, it's just only a matter of time depending on the person, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just take your mental health seriously, uh, no matter your age, uh, no matter your belief or how you feel about things that's going on. Uh, like, it's a, it's a serious thing. Like, I just was just talking about PTSD uh, with guys in the military or like in law enforcement. Um, or really anybody that is what, like, if anybody in or outside of any type of law enforcement has PTSD, man. If you got any type of situation like that, man, don't don't act like you, like swallow your pride and go get the help that you need. Yeah. If real. you got racism, go get the help you need. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop killing black people. Hey. At hey. the end of the day, PTSD, if you got dementia, <laughs> if you got a, if you got a messed up trigger finger, Anything, slew foot, not knees. I don't care what you got. Stop killing black people, police. Not please, police. Stop. Well, you could have said both, and it would have fit there. Racism. If you racist, stop killing us. If y'all would have a conversation, you know what's funny? There are two types of rednecks. There are rednecks that like black people and then there are rednecks that don't like black people. I'm a redneck that likes black people. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? Uh, Case in point. Stop killing black people. But, uh... Charles, I love you, bud. I know. I love you too, man. But stop killing black people. Hey, man, we need some snacks. Yeah. So right now, right now, right now, we're gonna, we're gonna go and we're gonna take a break. Yeah. And then we're gonna come back in here. We're gonna finish this conversation. But... 
you know, stay tuned, and we're actually going to talk about um, the next places, that, uh, the next destinations that we're all looking to shoot. So uh, that's gonna be in the next episode. Next yeah. episode or like Life around therapy episode three. Yeah. Favorite okay. Well. Anyway, you guys shoot the camera, not the black folk. The camera, not the gun. Yeah. Shoot the camera. Anyway, this is City Boy Blues. It's your boy C by C. Stop killing black people visuals. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. So this is uh, your boy Told Two Point Seven. Uh, we we are out of here. We're already at Peace. like an hour, so yeah. Y'all, y'all be safe. Um, go get the help that you need. Mentally. Stop killing black people. <laughs> guys, yeah. if, if you got, if seriously, guys, though, if you guys, if you guys need help, you guys have some problems. Really, go get some help. You know, yeah. you know, we're not, you know, speaking out of the side of our mouth. We're not speaking uneducatedly. You know, if you got problems with suicide or as far as you know any other type of issues go, you know, please really get the help that you need. You know, we do we do really genuinely care about everybody. You know, whatever side of you know the fence you guys are on, like we do, you know, we do care. You know, we're we don't give a you know maybe I'm speaking for myself, but we don't give a shit about one race or we give a shit about the human race. We care about everybody, so please get the help you guys need, and you guys take care. All right. Yeah, and then well. I think I have some links as well for where you could actually reach out to get help. I know we got some links from the uh, youth rally that we went to earlier today. So, yeah, uh, we'll, I'll probably post those below. Uh, post some, uh, you know, helpful resources below as well. Also, check out ambertha.com if you need any resources, too. Ambertha is really, really good. All you got to do is put in your state, your county, and it'll give you any resource you need for the help. Yeah. yeah so we'll have all that pretty much uh, located below. Um, depending on where you see this at, um, if it's no, Instagram. we're all doing it. We're sharing it. Yeah, we're yeah. All sharing so. it on Instagram, it's gonna be on every every platform we put it on. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, but yeah, you know, this is uh, like the light rail therapy, and we're out. Peace. <laughs>